Are you ready? Hey there, you are listening to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then get ready to buckle up. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Tank's Millionaire Podcast, a podcast where we have real entrepreneurs talking about real problems and giving real solutions to help you scale to the next level. Hello, everyone. My name is Alexa Dagasino, and I'm your host of Millionaire Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing how not to get effed in business, which, I mean, let's be honest, we, we've all been effed in business. Um, this is this is going to be a nice and juicy episode, so I definitely recommend sticking around for this one. Uh, today, I'm joined by my amazing business partner, life coach, therapist, and friend, and a lot of other things. Susie Miller. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say on this topic. It is, it's going to be a juicy one. So, but before we dig in, I have some housekeeping stuff. So first off, for those of you that listen, you know, we are doing a thousand dollar giveaway. A thousand bucks every single month is going to go to one of our listeners towards any of our coaching program services. That is literally a free month of coaching with seven, eight figure coaches. Like that's an awesome offer. So if you want to participate, all you have to do is just share this podcast episode on one of your social media networks. So you tag us in it, take a screenshot, and you email it to support at thinktankcoaching.com. You can learn more about this contest at thinktankcoachingpodcast.com. The link is also in the show notes. So also for those that are listening, we will be coming to Vegas Live with an incredible full day of coaching um, at our yearly revenue accelerator. You probably don't know that it's uh, yearly, Susie, but it's yearly. And we are going to be sharing everything that we know on how to multiply your revenue and make a more profitable you. This will definitely be an event you do not want to miss. You can learn more at thinktankevents.com. Link is also in the show notes. So, all right, let's dig into this juicy topic. So I'm I'm just going to, the elephant in the room, people are so freaking selfish and like they plain just suck. <laughs> like they're so, in my mind, in my world, I see there's so few people that are selfless and, and don't put themselves first. Now I'm not saying I'm a saint. Like I definitely have my moments where I put myself first and we should, like there are times in life where you should put yourself first. Right. But I do think I think of others most of the time first. So it really bothers me how many selfish people there are out there. And what I find is people make excuses on why they're selfish in business. So excuse like, oh, you know, I screwed this person over who basically mentored me and took me under their wing because I wanted to start my own business two years ago, but I didn't have the confidence. And then once I sat and worked for this person for two years and gained the confidence by basically just stealing their idea, I had the confidence and I had to do it for myself. Like, yes, I can see that. But like, I mean, to me, it's just, it's so selfish. And, you know, I'm constantly somebody, and this is, you'll see exactly why Susie literally is like my therapist, because I talk to her about this stuff every single day, because it bothers me how selfish people are in business. Like money just really creates this, you know, environment of people that just do really bad things. So Susie, tell me, like, why are people so selfish? I, I think people are selfish. I mean, I love that you said we all have times when we need to put ourselves first. Absolutely. But in a business relationship, in a, in a friendship, in a, in a, just a personal relationship, we have to have moments where we, where we stop and think about the other person's needs first. I'm going to stick with business because that's what we really want to highlight in this podcast. The deal is fear, fear, and then unsettledness inside of you. One of my old movies we used to watch with our kids is called Cool Runnings. I'm not going to go through it. Go look it up. It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, good. So there's this moment in it where the the lead driver of the bobsled uh, asks his coach, who was a 
gold medal winner in the bobsled and then had his medal stripped away from him because he cheated. And he was asking him about how he was going to feel and do and be. And the character's played by John Candy. And he says these words, and this is the point of it. He talks about the gold medal and he said, Doris, if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And so I love that idea of who am I separate from the money, separate from my achievements? Do you have a, a security, comfortable in your own skin, knowledge that I am enough? And then you don't have to grasp the money, the fame, the position. There's room for more. And you then you don't steal ideas. Exactly. Right. I, I think it's just the moral of it. Right. It's we all work our, our tails off. Right. And I think it's also an ego thing. It's like everybody wants the CEO title. But I always say, would you rather be a CEO of a $50,000 business or would you rather be a partner in a $10 million business? Right. Like I look at what we're building. If you look at all of our senior leaders, we're all equal partners and we've all built our own businesses. We don't need one another, but what we do is we make each other better. And like, I've gladly said, I don't care what the hell my title is. Call me janitor. Like as long as I'm partners with all of you and we could build something awesome together, because personally I feel like building something by yourself sucks, right? It's boring. It's not fun. And we all have weaknesses. And like, I look at all of you and you all provide something to me that I don't have like a weakness or you give a strength like where where I'm weak so it makes me better so that's how we're now going to take this company to 10 million dollars that's our goal and we're going to do that and so for me I think it's the selfishness of like this ego that you have to be the CEO of a company well it goes right back to what I just said you know you're enough without the title you know that you bring value you know that Anywhere you show up, and, and I, I want our listeners to think about this, think about where you bring value in the world, whether it's a smile, a kind word, a, a donation to a charity, a employing somebody in your business so that your work is providing livelihood for other people, you know, bringing business partners along to go to the next level. When you are willing to do that together and the ego gets out of the way, it's because you're comfortable in your own skin. You know yourself well enough that you don't have to fight to be seen, heard. You can be part of a team. And that's a huge piece, I think, in not just self-leadership, but great leadership in business. I, selfish people eventually get caught. They, they reach a lid, karma's a bitch, all those kind of things. <laughs> I wouldn't ever want to work for somebody that needs the title, right? Because that comes off in leadership too, right? And I've learned this hard in my career because when I first started my first business and scaled, I had 130 employees. I was in my, my early 20s. I had no clue what I was doing. I wish I knew Susie back then because I would have absolutely been a, become a better leader. Um, and if any of you need to become a better leader, reach out to Susie, please, like ASAP. But, you know, for me, like, I think looking back on my journey of getting to where I am now and um, having what I have and having the success that I've had, I, I would say the biggest thing that made me a crappy leader was not only just my ego uh, of being the CEO, but wanting money. And the primary goal for me was to make money, right? And like, at the end of the day, we talk about, hey, we want to scale this company to 10 million bucks. But our first priority and will always be our students first and our clients first and, and doing a good job. I will sacrifice net income any day for quality. And I constantly am draining money out of our net profits to build a better program, to build a better service, because that's more important to me than the money in my pocket. Well, I think that's a yes. And it's a long view. 
anybody, selfishness is a very short-term scarcity mindset. There's not enough. It has to be now. When you get out of your own way and you think, what's the long view? I mean, you just talked about building this to a $10 million company. That doesn't come without sacrifice, sacrifice of time, energy, and resources. And if I'm more concerned about what's my paycheck tomorrow, you know, or, or do I get to go on that vacation or, you know, what are the luxuries I'm not giving myself right now because I'm investing in a bigger picture, this really is about a mind shift and an ability to be a person who is in business and in life for the bigger picture versus the right now and having that abundant mentality of there's plenty. And by doing the right things now, it will yield the, the best harvest later. I think we really have to remember that. And selfish people, they just don't look at the law of the harvest. And I think it's just looking in the mirror, right? So like this week, we had a lot of people issues. And as a leader, I could look in the mirror and say, you know, screw everybody else, right? Or I could look in the mirror and go, hmm, all right, how can I be better? So what did I do? I immediately called Susie, who is literally the people problem fixer. And I go, here's the situation. Here's what happened. What did I do wrong? And what do I do next? Like, right. And now let's think about two outcomes there. The first outcome of me looking in the mirror and go, you know, F you, you know, this person's going to have a, like a little hostility. They're going to have defensiveness. Right. And they're probably going to hold a grudge. Right. And, and so, and people don't forget that that's the hard part too. People do not forget where the second scenario, I'm trying to actually resolve the issue and trying to figure out how can I make them better and how can I make myself better so that we can work better together. And I think that's an important part of it too. So it, it leads into the next question. Like, how can we protect ourselves in business and not get screwed by employees, by clients, by anybody, really, by business partners, um, but also not missing great opportunities? Because sometimes people get scared to jump into things like partnerships because they're so scared to get screwed over. So what can we do to protect ourselves but not miss opportunities? I think a great concept there is kind of date to marry right? You, you do a project together first. You have a short-term contract where you, or if you have a, a longer one, you have a cliff where people can get out. There, there's a trial period. Again, before you marry, you date. Before you go all in, you say, okay, let's do this project together. Let's see how we work together. And Alexa, you do this so well where you bring people in uh, and you, you do projects with them. You work with them. You see their character as well as their abilities and their contributions before you have offered them to do more with the company. I mean, that's how we became partners. Um, it was over the course of time. And so I think sometimes we get so, ex- we either do two things. Like you mentioned, people are so afraid they don't jump in or we get so excited. We jump in, we do it all. And then we one, we're like, wait, 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 why did I trust that person so much? And so it's a maturity issue of being able to say, all right, this potentially could be something more. I'm going to take steps one, two, three before I say, hey, let's let's go all in together. And so it's, it is a self-leadership discipline in that. And then I want to, I think that also mirrors what you just said about looking in the mirror and saying, if I'm caught in those relationships a lot, what is it that I need to grow in? You know, where do I need to adjust? Because here's the thing, we all need to grow. It's a matter of where and what and how we're going to get there. Nobody ever arrives. It's, it's getting better and better at the best version of ourselves. And so in these places where we maybe have had a bad experience in the past, we get to choose. Do I learn from this or do I let it shut me down? I love that. I think it's understanding that you're going to get screwed over in life and in business. That's just the reality of it. But maybe recognizing the signs and learning from it, right? So I look at all the times I've been screwed over and 
I don't care how successful you are. You get screwed over all the time. The best quote, and I love this quote, and this is actually from JT Fox. He said, um, you're going to make money with your head. You're going to get hurt with your heart. And a lot of times in business, we lead with our heart, not our head. And there's pros and cons to both leading with your heart versus your head, because you you obviously always want to be caring in business and lead with your heart. But sometimes it does get you hurt because you care too much. Right. And, you know, for me, what I try to do is look at the times where I have gotten screwed over and what were the signs. And sometimes as leaders, we ignore the signs because we're leading with our hearts and we're, and we're so either focused on our goal where we're not really seeing what's happening in our business. And I guarantee you, if you look back on every time you got screwed, there were plenty of signs to show that you were going to get screwed and you did not acknowledge them right? Because you're not paying attention. And I think that's the most important thing. And the reason why we're not paying attention is because we're not making the time to pay attention. Yes. Or we don't, we don't trust our gut because we don't want it to be true. We have these moments where we see people behave in a way and we, and something kind of goes, oh, that's a little odd. They might ask for more. They might push for something. They might drop the ball on some things. And, and again, I'm all about giving people grace and understanding that life happens and people are going to have mess ups. This isn't about, oh, be afraid to fail. No, but over time you see a repetitive pattern that goes back to that word you used in the beginning about being selfish. Are they self-focused, self-centered, or are they team focused, team centered? And, and over time, I think we have those little catches in our heart and we don't want it to be true, or we don't have time for it to be true. And we don't pause long enough to go, all right, what, what is coming up for me that I need to take it? I need to be aware of. I need to just tag. I'm not going to go, you know, barrel down the hall and fire the person, but I'm going to tag it in my mind and watch the trajectory. Cause when we do that, we get to know people and we don't prejudge, but you're right. Sometimes when we pause it again, hindsight's 2020 and we have to be real careful with that, that we don't beat ourselves up, but that we learn and go, what did I miss? What were the signs? And can I be more aware of those the next time? So, I mean, we just, we just gave one tip, right? Look for the signs, be aware of signs, you know, don't, don't necessarily, you know, you got to take the time to look for the signs. It's important. Now, I don't think that means, you know, sit there with an eagle eye and try to pick out every little bad thing. Um, but no, what- no, I don't think that means that at all. I think when we have signs, I think we have to weigh them in, in ourselves, tag them versus ignore them. So that's the one thing. If you want to watch people, I don't want you to be eagle eye watching for bad things. I want you to be eagle eye watching for good things. People will reveal themselves. I always watch when I go somewhere with with someone, how they treat the doorman, the waiter. Do they treat people that they might put in a in a more entry level position or, you know, versus somebody who is like a noteworthy CEO or somebody they expected to meet? How are they treating people? Do they treat people differently based on their rank or do they treat everybody as the amazing, incredible human they are? And I watch for that. And, and the people that I spend more time with, the people I work with, the people that that get to get in my inner circle are people who treat the janitor the same way they treat the president because they understand people. That's a heart set. And, and it's a, a lack of ego set. And when you see those things, you begin to look for the good. You, you start tagging those because you, nobody wants to walk around with the scarcity. I'm going to get screwed armor on. They want to be aware. <laughs> you know, I would always rather be generous and lead from abundance and hope and deal with the fact that I'm going to get screwed a couple of times rather than have an armor of, oh, wait, who's out to get me? But I think there's a wisdom in what you're talking about. That's a nuanced level of leadership. It's next level leadership. It's not something you can Google that says, what are the signs that I'm paying attention to? And am I trusting my gut enough to know when something comes up and I'm, I'm going to tag that. And if I've got three or four tags, I'm going to have to deal with it. So as always, I think it's important to summarize one thing that our, our 
listeners can walk away with. So to me today, it's as a leader, keep your eyes open, pay attention in your business. And it doesn't mean pay attention for the bad things, just pay attention and take the time to ask questions. Like how often do we get so busy that we just don't talk to our people and ask, how are you? What do you want? Right. How many times we just aren't keeping our eyes open and we're just not paying attention in business because we're too focused on money and not focused on building a business. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode to get access to all of our podcasts. You can go to thinktankmillionairepodcast.com. If you're interested to learn more about our invite only coaching program, you can learn more at thinktankcoaching.com. Uh, all the links are in the show notes. So go ahead and you can check those out there. Make sure to subscribe to get all of our weekly podcast episodes on how to scale your business to the next level. We put these out every single week for you so we can give you tips on how you can scale your business from real life experience. This is not, you know, made up or, you know, philosophy. This is literally real life that we're coming to you and sharing real examples and real tips on how to scale. So hopefully you enjoyed this and we will see you next week, everyone. 